Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi there. My name is Jenny Rooney, Chief Experience Officer and host of Adweek's newest podcast, Marketing Vanguard. We're so excited to bring you the next evolution of CMO Moves by bringing you insightful content from our marketing community. Together, we'll dive into discussions with CMOs and other C-suite executives who are tasked daily with making decisions that in incremental or monumental ways move the needle for their brands, their companies, and the customers they serve. In each episode, we'll focus on one key idea or decision, why they made it, what it caused, whether it worked, the ripples it set forth, and how it has defined the person as a business leader. We also address missteps, poor choices, and gambles, as mistakes, of course, often yield the greatest knowledge. In addition, we'll ask each guest to share the names of people they rely on daily, as well as a recommendation for whom we should interview next. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenny Rooney, and I'm here with our next episode of the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Melissa Hobley. Melissa, welcome. It's always so, so good to see you and talk to you. So. It is so lovely to see you, Jenny. And uh, this is one of the things I look forward to all week. Oh, with you. I know. It's always good to catch up with you. And you know what people don't, obviously people who are listening don't know that we're looking at each other, which is lovely. So we're actually on a Zoom or there's a video component here, which is just so fun. So we can actually feel like we're having a, a live conversation. Um, but it's so good to see you. Um, you know, listen, I, I can't wait to talk more about um, you and the work that you're doing in the framework of Marketing Vanguard. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But would love for you to share with all our listeners a little bit about yourself and your and your journey because you've made some pretty substantial changes recently and um, it's all incredibly exciting. So ah, uh, well, I joined the circus. Uh, just kidding. I hello, <laughs> uh, Tinder is a little bit of a circus in a good way. <laughs> In a good way. Uh, so I'm the global CMO at Tinder, which is the biggest dating app in the world. We're number one in 160 countries. Uh, uh, before that, I was the CMO at OkCupid, okay uh, where I met you. And uh, I was there for about five years and had a really exciting turnaround journey with that brand and still love it so much. And so I've been in the dating app space for uh, six years now, which feels like 100 and I love being in tech, loving the dating app space. Um, before that, I was uh, I was in marketing at Walgreens. I I was at some startups, and and I started my career in comms. So, uh, do you have a marketing um, education background? I don't. Did you get a I degree? Studied, I studied political science. I this is this was an accidental career uh, for me. Okay. Well, you know, look. I mean, political science. Um, sociology, psychology, anthropology. Um, You know, there's so many things education-wise that feed into and support marketing strategy leadership. Um, And that's a whole nother conversation we could have for a different day. But um, it's all about interpersonal dynamics. I mean, even politics, like the way people associate with each other, the way they converse with one another, the way they disagree with one another. And it's all about relationships. So there's actually a there there, right? There's there, actually connective there t- tissue. There totally is. I I loved studying. I grew up in Indiana and I was fascinated with why, why do people believe what they do? And why is there this mega church trend? And why are we Nike fanatics? And why... 
uh, was this person elected in this country? And, and and so there is a there is a connection there. Storytelling is the part of it. You and I have really have had really cool and interesting conversations about about some of these areas. And and I think it's may you're a beautiful storyteller because you're so interested in all of those roads. And and I. I I know it makes me a better marketer to care about what is what is what do, what does the academic research tell us about attraction and what uh, how do I better understand the link between women having autonomy and agency over their careers and that link to why Tinder is successful because it is mm. very linked and so I just I love understanding those things I love working with with scientists and researchers and academics and marriage therapists. And I, I love all of it. So, um. well, it's interesting you say that because I think you're an interesting combination because you say you, you love, um, you know, and it's trend spotting, it's research, it's looking at, at data. And yet you as a person, I mean, you are, what's always inspired me about you is how fearless you are. And you have an approach to your work um, that feels, you know, like there's there's bravery in what you do, in the decisions you're making, and you have passion around the brands that you work for. And it feels like, you know, and you tell me, I'll hand it off to you at this point, but it feels like you have um, what you care about, surpass, like you're always going to do what you feel is best, but there's risk involved in that. There's there's huge risk. So talk about that because I don't think everybody can approach situations with as much bravery um, and frankly, risk tolerance as you. And that's a uniqueness I think about you as a marketer and as a leader, which is incredible. That's really lovely of you to say. I don't, I don't know that I deserve that, but I, I appreciate you saying that. I think, um, I think finding meaning and, and using, the brands where I have been to accelerate conversations and cultural shifts that are better for us as society, as communities, is is not just important to me. It is the only way that I think I can work. I think I have been very moved by what's happened in in culture over the last few years. I I I I always felt like an outsider. I always had imposter syndrome. I never felt like I had connections or the education or or the money or the access to be in the room. And I I I think when you look at the I think it's it's important for businesses and brands to think about how are we using our platform to support communities that are ignored and to support issues that need to be supported. But um I think it's also very good for business. I think it's a very solid case for that. Um, and a quick example of that is when I started OkCupid, uh, now this was six years ago, nobody, even I was like, wow, they're still around? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Interesting. Did not know that. And uh, and we couldn't get arrested. I mean, no one gave a shit about whatever story we were pitching. And I had been there a short time and Trump was trying to defund Planned Parenthood. And we had planned some Instagram posts, but um, and, and OKCupid. The context also is that OKCupid had um, um, their biggest user bases were New York, LA, San Francisco. They had, they they over-indexed with college educated and 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 people that were engaged in issues and and were voting and and showing up around the world. And uh, um, we created a pro-choice filter. It was a hard filter and mm-hmm. um, badge, like a bumper stick for your profile. And we did that six years ago. And mm-hmm. and and that was a very powerful relationship with Planned Parenthood. And and all of a sudden, people started paying attention. Yeah. They started paying attention. And it was risky to do that, but it also gave you a reason to talk about it because at the time, no one else was doing that. And so uh, I... Uh, and also, by the way, the data was so clear, and we're seeing this at Tinder. We have a pro-choice badge at Tinder, and when you add that to your Tinder profile, you're more likely to get a like and a match, which means you're more likely to go on a date. And how do we like harness? How do we harness the idea of talk signaling that you care about issues and talking about that and matching on that is a really good, a really good tee up for an awesome night or or an awesome life together. Uh, and, and that's, that's really interesting and really fun. How do we think about Tinder 
getting getting out the vote as as we approach local elections, as we approach a federal election. That is is really, really interesting to me. And and also I can also be humble and to say that, you know, Tinder needs that too, because it's got a little bit of a hookup. We got a hookup, a hookup perception problem. Uh and and that's, you know, it's actually not, Tinder's never said that. And and 40% of people are on Tinder are looking for something real and really serious. And so how do you how do you tell those stories? And by by bringing and highlighting some of the substance of what what makes us all interesting people for date or for forever is is the fun challenge of the job. Well, and it is a challenge. So let's go back real quick. I mean, so you don't have any formal marketing education, um, you know, and obviously you not unlike anybody else, you're tasked with like you got to drive this business forward, right? I mean, there's and there's real implications there for the decisions you're making. Um, you know, and we talk about that in marketing Vanguard podcasts is like about drilling it down to the literal decisions you're making at a day-to-day basis as a marketing leader. I mean, you're, you're faced with forks in your road every day, you know what I mean? And so how are you approaching, you know, a, where did you get sort of, you must've been on the job training around understanding the marketing fundamentals that are so core to the job, but also where are you able to find, um, you know, I guess the wiggle room for you to kind of go off course or to make those decisions that are um, are so unique and curated, I guess, for the brand and business that you find yourself in. That's a hard question to unpack, but I hope you understand. No, it's such a, it's such a good question, and you're right. It was on the job training, and I uh, I worked with some really lovely and smart people. Donna Sturgis, who was one of the most, she was head of innovation at GlaxoSmithKline and like one of the most senior women in pharma for a very long time, which was a very difficult thing to be and do in the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, and I learned from really interesting people. And then, you know, looking at the, the insights and talking to daters and talking to singles people or married people or someone who's in an ethically non-monogamous relationship, that, that gives me the insights, which gives me the permission to go do sometimes, you know, crazy stuff or interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, we had one of our most talked about images in the new Tinder Global Ad campaign was someone to go to heaven with. And it's mm-hmm. two beautiful men in this romantic embrace and they're in front of a church. And and I'm really proud of that image because the importance of signaling who you are um, of showing up for all communities is is so critical, especially today. And uh, what gave us, what led to that was the uh, the most humbling insight that I had since joining Tinder, which was if you are LGBTQ, you are very likely to come out on Tinder before you come out to your wider group of family and friends. I was... I was floored. I get goosebumps when I think about that. And that it is the very likely the first place where you will find a sense of belonging. Mm. And I think about how humbling that is and how, and I don't say it as like, wow, Tinder's amazing. I say that with like, holy shit, how do we show up for that community? How do we, how do we, how are we never done? We are never done building, having the right UX UI, having the right tech arc. The, the technical architecture to match you if you're trans, non-binary, straight, gay, orthodox, pansexual, whatever it may be. And so that insight is what, you know, gave me the the wiggle room to, to think about that on the creative side. And then to think about, about how we're bringing that, how we're bringing those stories to life and how important it is that we, as the biggest dating app in the world, that we tell those stories and that we make it beautiful and make it editorial. You know, I, I, mm. I was a little underwhelmed by a lot of what I I have seen in in different categories and in dating apps and making making these kinds of connections beautiful and and you know something you want to put up in your apartment wall uh, is 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 a really a really awesome challenge and uh, and listen I also think you can't overthink it you will never know you will never know if it's perfect you will never know if your plan is right you'll never know the creative is perfect but if you're talking to people and you're you're hearing their experiences and you're looking at how that's showing up um, it and you're really humble about that and paying attention and and always open to being wrong and always open to being like I got to you're coming out here before you're coming out to other people I. I have got to 
to do right by that community and keep trying to every day because we won't always get it right, but we'll try. Yeah. I mean, um, but what you're referencing is in, in certain, in, certainly in the creativity and the advertising that y'all have done. I mean, under your watch, it's just been extraordinary. And so that is appearing. We always talk with marketers about, you know, the data, the, you know, the science and art, you know, the, the yeah, data right. and the creativity, but you're taking both and molding that together. But let's hang on this point about creativity for a minute, because um Curious your thoughts. You know, it's interesting. Um, you went to Cannes this year for the first time, the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm curious to get, I mean, listen, that historically has always been, you know, a festival, a global festival where, you know, the, the brightest minds, the creative minds, marketing leaders uh, more recently um, from around the world have come together to convene, to look at incredibly inspirational creative, you know, advertising creative and um, assess it and award it and laud it. And then obviously all the ancillary conversations and how it's just morphed into so much more, you know, than that um, and a place for connection, a place for, for interaction. Let's talk a little bit about break down for me, you know, what you see the role of creativity is for a business, especially for a business like yours. And then I would love to just get your your hot take on on your can experience, your first time can experience. Oh my gosh. Well, you're like the expert on it. So I should really be interviewing you. Uh, <laughs> I think creativity is everything. You know, people don't really care about I could tell people all day, you're more likely to meet somebody and get into a relationship on Tinder than any other app. And it's not really gonna move them. It is going, but when I say, I just met this woman, she was a single mom, she was a nurse, she had no time to go to happy hours or go to a thing, she's going to meet people. And also, the giving away from her young son was going to be so hard and, 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 you know, being able to date and swipe from her couch on Tinder led her to meet this incredible man and she's in love and... And uh, they're planning a wedding. And when I tell you that story, you're like, okay, I, oh, that made me feel good. That, okay, I'm. See, that's the human aspect of it, though. Yeah. You're making it real. And so that's what it feels like. Although it's interesting, the creative executions that y'all have done, the advertising and things like that, there's, there's like a, there's a, there's a, uh, what's the word? I mean, it's, it's, it's captivating. It's a, it's arresting. It arresting. stops you. Yeah. You have to walk, you have to look at it. Um, but it's grounded in reality and human truths. Yeah. So it is, it is. We had um, one of our creative executions that people loved was someone who gets your FYP, someone who gets your for you page. And because we hear that Gen, Gen Z is going to say to us, I just want somebody who gets my FYP and, and, <laughs> I overheard that at a, at a, from our, my head of marketing in Australia. And I was like, that's it. Get, that's one oh of my our, God. that's one of our images. And, and then of course you have to do it and like, you have to arrest people. And I listen, I think when you're also trying to shift brand perception, which we are at Tinder, you, you have, you can't, you can't take it easy. You cannot be boring. I I'm, I'm, I'm bored of the boring creative and, and, yeah. And when you feel that challenge of like we're the leader, and but but it's it's a competitive space, and and I gotta shift your perception. Um, okay, yeah. So how I'm gonna bring to life someone who gets your FYP is um, a drag queen who's a famous makeup artist who did the Valentino Couture shows, who put these jewels all over his face, and he's with this beautiful boyfriend. They obviously woke up together, and they're looking at his phone, which is bedazzled and bejeweled and it looks like uh, uh, a craft project on LSD. I don't know. I guess mushrooms <laughs> are the thing. So I should say on mushrooms. Um, and, 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 uh, and by the way, I, I, I took that phone case and it's in my office. Cause I was like, I need to oh like, and so, so yeah, I think you got to like, I think you do have to stop people in your tracks and I think you do need to have emotion and sometimes you need to make them like, Laugh and smile. Our, we had a spot that um, was our most successful, and it was, and you know, and so the challenge was on the, you know, on our topic of creativity. I'm going to get you to think about Tinder in a little different way by acknowledging what you probably think about us today, which is like, okay, that we're hookup. And mm-hmm. so the spot is sometimes you meet somebody on Tinder, and a one night stand turns into two night stands. Mm, I love that. 
And, <laughs> and we actually had these young women go on TikTok and say, y'all, who is doing the marketing at Tinder? They deserve Do you get this? One night stand turns into two night stands. They moved in together. They're together. They're committed. Like, and, um, and I obviously sent that, those TikToks to my boss to be like, you know, we have, we didn't pay this person. I have no idea who they are. They're like, cousins. so I think, I think you got to like, you know, you do have to be arresting and stop people in their tracks. And, and the folks listening that are at turnaround brands or you're at an agency or you're at a, you know, maybe you're a new player in the insight space and you want to get people to take the meeting or to listen, you got to, you got to grab attention in like a fun way. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that. And that is, that is a a perfect example. Um, And the wittiness and the humor and, you know, the, it's just, there's, there's the, you've nailed it there. Um, Talk a little bit about, can, as I said before, and what your experience was on the ground and sort of what you took away from it. um, And would you go back? Oh, yes. You know, I got so excited about one night stands and two night stands, Jenny, that I forgot about can. (laughs) I loved can. Wait, I got to ask you. So I thought can was really interesting. And as the first time person going, you're just like, this is wild. It is is wild. You got yacht parties. You have people in linen. There's (laughs) There's like drinks all day. Uh, it, it is, um, but there's real. There's also really interesting conversations. You get a lot of. Um, I mean, also it's like a funny concept, like marketers taking over this beautiful like French seaside town, uh, <laughs> right? Um, and um, the conversations are good. And I think there's something very, very, very powerful. I'm curious to get your take on this. I don't. You feel like there is something. When you are not in your, you're not in your office, you're not at your desk, you're not even in your hometown, you're not even in the United, you're not even on your time zone. Um, certainly, people are from all over the world, but you, your, my brain was thinking in a different way. I was not mm-hmm. caught up in my slacks and my emails all day, and so what, what comes out of that is, and things kind of build on each other. I think what I was really surprised by is, wow, you, you go to, a, you know, you go to a meeting on, uh, on creativity, and then you're in. Uh, you know, you're hearing somebody talk about um, new ways of measurement, and then you're meeting with partners that you work with, uh, and and how all those things kind of ladder up, and you're just thinking more creatively, and and being out of the office really does that. And it's, right, what what's your take? Oh, it's so true. I mean, um, um, you're absolutely right about it being an environment where it's it's like a vacation for your mind in the best way, but it's work it's work forward, you know. So like you, and by the way, to your point, you have no train to catch. You have, you know, frankly, uh, there are no um, friends, family, other people that you need to go, you know, take care of, spend time with. Um, because so all of those outside, um, you know, distractions or for lack of a better term, although that's not the right word, um, are not there. They're not present. You're solely there. And I like what you said, and I agree with you. Every conversation becomes very iterative, you know, one builds on the next, and then you're, you find yourself referring back to conversations you just had with somebody at breakfast that morning, you know, at a, at a cocktail reception later in the day. And you start to like literally in real time, connect dots between, how the industry works and frankly, how the practice works, you know, and um, I think it's all that layering and that uniqueness. So um, there's truly a there there. And I think this yeah. industry thrives on in-person events and, and gatherings and, and, and coming together in really meaningful ways. I mean, it's just, it's such a creative community at the end of the day, creative thing. And by the way, creativity is defined in that in so many different, it's creative thinking, creative strategy, creative partnerships, create, you know what I mean? creative org design, like, and so I I want to, you know, we have to expand the definition of creativity as we talk about, especially in the context of this too. Um, There's really nothing like that were super interesting. And I, I actually had, I've not heard that before that this industry thrives on, on getting, being in person and kind of on one hand, that's, that's a little bit obvious, but I just don't hear people talking about that enough. And so I think, I think you, I think that's exactly it. We are in a creative, in a, in a creative field and, uh, to carve out the time and energy to talk about that and meet with people and, and some people that you may, 
you know, I met people that I've been on emails with for a very long time that I never met in person and the power of that. So yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it really is an energy exchange. You know what I mean? Like, I think people feed off of each other's energy and I think it's just, um, you know, my, my feeling is that marketers are a very sort of unique, um, group, a unique kind of people who work in business. I mean, there's just no denying it. And um, not that you can't, you can't feel that energy in other lines of business or other sort of special, you know, functional areas. And, uh, but it is unique to marketing. So I want to ask you this question um, uh, about something, you know, we just talked about who you are and your background and, and sort of what makes you tick and what you're certainly what you're doing now, but tell me something that, um, because we're so obsessed with social profiles and LinkedIn and everything else, but tell me something about you that wouldn't be readily apparent from your LinkedIn profile. Oh, I love that question. Uh, I uh, love reality TV. I <laughs> I was pitched a sponsorship with Love Island um, when I was at a brand, and I was like, oh, I would never sponsor that show. I'm <laughs> pregnant. Cut to a few months later. I am pregnant with my uh, second kiddo and I am home and I feel like I'm four years pregnant and, uh, and Love Island is on and I thought, what is this? I have not missed a season of Lyland UK and Australia, Jenny, UK and Australia, um, US is like not it, but UK and Australia are, I, so and by the way, I don't know if you know this, but it is an unbelievable time commitment. Like saying that you you watch Love Island is not like saying you watch anything else where there's like 10 episodes. There are like 111 episodes. Or do you know this? When they air this show, and it's also super interesting production-wise because they they edit a show from whatever went down the day before. So there's shows, there's five hours a week. Five hours a week times like, I don't know. It feels like seven months. I think it's like two months. It is. It is, and 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 I also, um, and now I'm giving. Now this is marketing Love Island UK, and I'm <laughs> you're welcome. I'm free. I'm a free influencer. But you know what's also amazing is because it's just what happened. There's nothing contrived. It's literally just, and it's actually not mean. It's like, why was this person into this person? Why did it fall away? Like, what? Why are? It, it's a very interesting, like psychological people. Like, are you serious? Love Island is like human psychology. It is. It is because there's all, and a lot of the cameras are like, I don't know, in the trees or like in the walls. So they don't have a lot of human bodies like in your face. And so you just see these, you know, beautiful people like, well, why are they, why is she into that guy? Why is she now into (laughs) this guy? So that is something you would not get from my LinkedIn. But I mean, look, it sounds like you're in your next life. You're just going to have to be a a relationship therapist because this is where your mind goes. I think so. You want to help people. You like to watch people. You want to help people. You I do. I was in Blue Bottle this morning and I started talking to this guy and 45 minutes later, uh, he's out of a serious relationship. And 45 minutes later, I was like, okay, so here you got, we got a game plan, right? You ready? He just met two women. He's like, I, you know, I want to, I want to date. I'm just going to, anyway, I, I genuinely love it. I love it. Um, so let's, let's talk further about, you know, like within your organization, um, who do you lean on? You know, who are your go-tos? Like who oh. are the people who you just feel like, Marketing is such a team sport. You just can't such a team sport. can't work without. It's, it's such a team sport. My um my my right hand, my my peer, my colleague, uh, uh, is uh, a young woman called Stephanie Danzi, and she comes from Pepsi, and she is um, and actually her sister uh, is at Pepsi, so they're like this powerhouse. Like marketing, the Danzi sisters are like a marketing powerhouse. When they decide to launch their own brand. Your uh, Mark Pritchard will have to like you know buy it for four billion dollars. Uh, um, so and she is like also the yin to my yang. Um, so we are really complementary. But it's it's amazing also how often instinctively we'll say like, listen, my instinctive is this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel right. My instinct, my instinct is, I like this idea. I don't like I don't trust this group of people. I don't think these don't feel like good humans, and we don't we don't work with assholes. Like we work with kind people and. Um, and so she, she's who I lean on a lot. I have, um, I have some amazing marketers in different parts of the world that I, uh, that I, that I lean on. I have a head of, of marketing analytics, um, a guy named Derek who is, is brilliant. And so I can say, am I, I'm looking at the data and I'm looking at my dashboards and this is what I'm seeing. Are, are you seeing this? 
am I, am I, did I have too much coffee? (laughs) Because we're having, we're also having an unbelievable year at Tinder and the marketing is working. And I, I'm very proud of the stories and the creative, but we're also, we're on fire and it's been so exciting. And so I can get a gut, a gut check with Derek and Derek is so brilliant. And he's like, I don't know if he's his PhD, but it feels like it. And I definitely do. I have a PhD in Love Island. I have a PhD in Love Island, Jenny. And that degree is funny. It's like not – I don't get really paid for that degree. And so Derek Derek will help me. Or I'll say, hey, I want to connect these dots. How do I get there? How do I get there? And um, he is um, – He's uh, he's really phenomenal with that. So those are some of the those are some of the folks leading. But you know, I'll, I'll also um, I'll also say the leadership at Tinder is eighty percent women. It's eighty percent women, wow. and so I lean on this incredible group of women. Uh, uh, Faye is our COO, and she is aware of every facet of the business. And so when we're talking about marketing decisions, we can play through how is that how is that. What is that experience like when you come on Tinder and it's so scary to put yourself out there and and okay, you're seeing this and then you know, we're gonna part with this person and she can she can help like flow through that that experience. Mm. So there's um there's really incredible, incredible folks and, and a wonderful culture. So um yeah, no one's been on Love Island yet, but you know, they can't be perfect, <laughs> not be perfect. We will be back with more marketing vanguard right after this quick break. what really inspires you? You know, I, today I am very inspired by the activists in Gen Z. I am, I am amazed by them. I am amazed by uh, uh, Gen Z for change and how a young woman made a comment, was, was bullied about her appearance and her body and about her stance on women's health care. And she turned that into a fundraiser that raised millions of dollars and and brushed it right off at her own risk and exposure and 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 frankly safety. I I'm I'm really I'm really uh, I'm really moved by that. I am moved by Dylan Mulvaney. I'm inspired by that. So I, I think I, I right now I'm taking inspiration from folks who want to change the world, even when that feels insurmountable and very difficult for them. Um, the, the most awesome parts of my job is I need to understand how you people show up around the world. And that is how difficult it might be to date in Tokyo. And that is how difficult it might be to date in Delhi or how easy it might be to date uh, in Paris. And and part of that is also understanding what is the experience like if you're trans, if you're non-binary, if you um, it is harder to date as a person of color in different parts of the world, in many parts of the world. And so I, I'm very sympathetic and empathetic to those experiences and stories and journeys. And I, I wish that we could, that we could 
understand how scary and how vulnerable and how difficult it is for people to share those experiences. I wish that we could. And I I hope that the brands that are that are showing up on LGBTQ uh, issues and not really showing up on issues are are taking notice. I think that what we're seeing is is Gen Z and other communities call bullshit on 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 partnerships or activations or collabs that aren't backed by an experience or a stance or something else. At Tinder, we helped repeal the blood ban. Did you know that if you were a gay man in the United States, you could not donate blood until like six months ago? I mean, there's there's wild stuff out there. And so I, uh, I um, again, think it's why I take inspiration from so many of those voices right now. And, 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 and I think I... I can understand some of the challenges around that as someone who grew up in Indiana and and has family there. So, um, you know, I think, I think, and again, I think it's I'm so lucky to be in a in a job. I had a really big debate about someone on 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 pronouns and the importance of that and the importance of of the respect behind that and being seen and uh, and. Uh, I am really lucky that as long as I am in this job, I, I have to pay attention and I get to pay attention to those stories and and how to do a better a better job there. I'd love to ask you about, you know, based on what you just said, you know, what you think the role of marketing is and can be both internally, obviously within an organization, you know, where it is now, but where it needs to get to and kind of what the power of marketing can be. Um you know, in a given company, but also obviously where, what the power of marketing can be externally, you know, in our world. Oh. And I think we've had so much conversation and debate about that, but I, I want Melissa's opinion of that. I love that question. The power of marketing is, uh, is really to change the world. And, and, and that sounds like maybe overly simplistic, but, uh, how are we going to get people to pay attention? As you and I sit here today, floods have decimated parts of the Northeast. Record-breaking heat is literally killing people in Texas. Uh, tornado alarms are going off all throughout the Midwest, including Chicago. And, and so if we thought about marketing climate change in a different way, we would see a dramatic impact on on the world that we live in. Uh, you know, I think we're really talking about storytelling and compelling behavior to change, right? That's what marketing is, whether you want to sell your beverage or a dating app like Tinder. And um, thinking about how to use what we've learned there to, to, again, drive inclusive behavior or drive someone to buy less plastic bags you know, or whatever it may be, is a really, a really, a really powerful and engaging, engaging topic. How are you? Are you hearing people talk about this in, in a different way today versus five years ago, or does it feel kind of the same? No, I think it's on. I think it's much more. Um, I think everybody's come to the reality of, of that, but they're mostly in practice right now. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time at universities and business schools and talking with students um, over the last several years. And what's interesting to me is what you just described and the potential and the power of marketing and frankly, the purpose of marketing um, in obviously for companies and company growth, but also in culture and society is I think, and anybody who's listening, who's at a new university, I apologize in advance, but I don't think that that's the core of the focus of the education that students are getting. And it, it feels like, you know, if more young people or or people at the student level had um, had more awareness and understanding of like the platform that marketing carries and and how they can use it as a really meaningful career path, uh, especially people who have you know who want to change the world or have you know have passion around that, I think we'd attract more people to the profession, and I. I do think that there's something missing in the storytelling around marketing, around the actual, you know, practice of marketing that uh, would be very, very beneficial um, and, and kind of inspire a lot of people who are, you know, seeking out 
who they want to be, where they want to apply their skills and what they want to be in the world. And what's interesting to me is that this is your chosen path, given how passionate you are about change. Um, it feels like that that's there for you, even as you're acknowledging and clearly excelling on the fundamentals of of just what marketing is, you know what I mean? Inside your company and driving growth. And as you just described about Tinder, you know, the number one dating app, like, I mean, you've got numbers to hit, right? Yes. But you've managed to wed, it sounds like, wed those priorities in a really meaningful way for your company, but also a meaningful way for you. Um, Yeah. I, I, well, I appreciate that. And what I'll add to that is, the brands that don't engage in issues beyond their margin uh, and just selling their product or their service um, do so at their peril. You cannot look at Adweek, look at the news, look at uh, any research from Kantar, Alta, or whoever it may be, without seeing how Gen Z over indexes on how is this brand showing up on issues? Are they showing up on issues? How are they engaging um, in the world beyond this singular product? And um, and and uh, it is it is good for business and it's and yes, it's good for it's humanity, all. right? And I think that's a really interesting point that you made. I think that's right. I that universities are not doing a good enough job there. And I think what we, aren't we seeing this too? I, I guess Lech Kashura at Wharton saw with Americus Reed, who you probably know is a brilliant professor and he's on CNBC and he's, uh, and when I, when I go there to speak, that's where the conversation goes. It yeah. goes to these issues. And instead of, I said, Americus, tell me, tell me what these Wharton MBAs, right? So you've got brilliant, brilliant, um, you know, twenties and thirties, something. Where what, what does this make? Where do they want to go after this? And how does that compare to ten years ago? And he's like ten or fifteen years ago, they wanted to be at the big consulting firms. They wanted mm-hmm. to, they wanted to go to finance. They wanted, you know, they wanted to get the offer from McKinsey. And today, they want to launch a genderless period care brand. Today, they want to do something in sustainability that uh, uh, really changes the way we're consuming products. Today, they want to launch the next online thrift that is carbon neutral, right? It's it's amazing. And so tapping into that potential um, is really interesting. And again, there's a real business case for that. That is where you see loyalty. That is where you see stickiness. That's where you see engagement. That's where you you actually can pull down your, you know, we could talk about ROI and, and all those things, but that's where you can actually pull down your marketing costs because you're creating a richer, deeper meaning that that means you don't have to go and spend so much or say, wow, our top of funnel is, 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 is broken because I'm not bringing anybody in. So, you know, it, it, and we, we're not, we don't talk about those pieces enough. And um, I do think that we're seeing the next, you know, this next generation of, of, of marketers, of storytellers, of creatives just say it's not enough. It's just not, it's just not enough anymore that they, they want that. They're craving that. And I, you know, I am too. I, I am too. I yeah. am too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got to ask you my my soccer field question, which you may have heard from my other other podcast, but I don't know if you played sports growing up. I always just like this metaphor. I played soccer growing up and I just would love for you to hear your answer to this question. You're a soccer player on a field. Are you the striker at the front of the field trying to score the goals? Are you at the midfield line trying to sort of basically be that connective tissue between the strikers and the defensive players? Or are you back protecting the goal from any offense? You the goalie or are you the coach? Oh, that is such a good question. I I don't know that I've heard that uh, that I've heard that question before. So uh, I uh, I did play high school soccer for one year because we had a girls' team to a small high school in Indiana and uh, public school, and and uh, they said we're starting girls' soccer team and we have no one. We have <laughs> we need bodies. Can you do it? And I was a sprinter, so I was uh, I was a I was a I was a forward uh, and a case. Need speed. And so I was, I, so I, I think my, I think that's a little bit of an analogy. I am, I am opportunistic and I like to, I like to move quickly on moments and, and jump in. But, uh, 
I also, I also think I, I, I'm also maybe the coach. Like I really yeah. can see the power and especially like, you know, you and I are in a creative world and we see that all the time and the power of making someone feel seen and be like, you know what, that may not have worked, but, but the creative was wonderful and it was beautiful and I'm proud of it. And like, get good on you. You know, I, the power of that to then keep like those creative juices flowing, I think is really important. And so, uh, so maybe, uh, can I, can I say, can I say a mix in between those two? Also maybe like water girl, because snacks, <laughs> the snacks on the field are critical. Um, the orange wedges, the orange <laughs> wedges, the, you know, uh, the Yeti water bottles, like yeah. uh, that's important. Um, last couple quick questions, you know, look, a vanguard literally defined is a group of people leading the way in new developments or ideas. What is an example? What are you most proud of, of a development or an idea that you have had that has led the way for your company or for the industry? Oh, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I, uh, was a big player in for dating apps, including Tinder was, uh, bringing social issues to your yeah. profile. And yeah. the idea, for those of you that are not single listening, <laughs> you are on Tinder. You have a little bit of real estate, just like a car. You know, in our cars, by yeah. the way, a lot of us are in cities. We don't have cars. We're like, what are you talking about? But a bumper sticker. Everybody's what a bumper sticker is. And I was, I was um, a big part in creating bumper stickers that not just say Aries or I have a cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That is interesting to know, but in saying like climate change warrior or pro-choice or voter. And uh, I'm very proud of that. It is a big part of what we're doing in Tinder. There's a lot more to come on that. And uh, and the best part about that too is uh, it feels like I'm bringing the substance of who I am to the app and it, it increases your chance at love. It really, it works. It's a conversation starter, right? Oh, wow. I see you're a climate change activist. Like, tell me more. Or, or you know, wow, I see that you're, uh, you're passionate about LGBTQ rights. Like, tell me more. Uh, that, that is a, that's a, a really critical ingredient to a happy long-term relationship. You could ask any therapist. Um, <laughs> I mean, you are a case study in Passion plus data equals results. I mean, clearly across the board. So, well, I, I it, it that had that has that has worked. That has worked. But you got to have the passion, right? And if you don't get get out. All right, I have one last question for you, um, Melissa. We have sort of a pay it for, forward mentality here with the Marketing Vanguard podcast. And you know, my last question to you is who's next? Who would be the next industry leader that you would recommend we interview on Marketing Vanguard? It can be somebody you know well. It can be somebody you don't know, but you admire from afar. Let me know. Uh, CJ Fergozo. CJ was instrumental in thinks and the discussion around oh. period poverty and around uh, women's health care. She is now working with uh, U.S. women's soccer, which is a fascinating space to watch, not just because the World Cup is around. I love that. Yeah. She happens to be um, part of the AAPI community. She also happens to be from Indiana. Uh, I did not know her until we were both in New York and in I, I just reached out to her to say I love what you I love how you're talking about women's health care in a different way. Um, can will you go to lunch with me? <laughs> and and uh, now we kick things around uh, on issue related topics. So that's that's who I nominate next. Love it, awesome, Melissa Hobley. Thank you so much for being here. We could have gone on so much longer because there's just so much there there. And um, but I always love talking with you. I'm always like I said, inspired by you. Um, and so I think everybody listening will get at least a glimpse of um, your uniqueness and really how you approach this job and um, but really how you approach human relationships and how um, you're just bringing so much authenticity to what you do. And it's, it's really, it's lovely. So I, thank you. Penny, thank that I am very humbled. You are a master interviewer and you, what's beautiful about you is that you see, you see what is special about each of us, which is, 
which is really, really a lovely thing. So thank you so much for this time. The regret is that I I would like to come back on and just interview you because <laughs> you talk to CMOs all the time. So I, I let's uh, let's do. I'm gonna inter- no, nominate my. I'm gonna nominate Jenny Rooney next. And I will, I will interview you. You can be the moderator. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibbony at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.